Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Yeah, I asked him why Raleigh, and, you know, you said... (laughs) Why not? You said, well, it's the same reason everything else is happening here. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, he said it's a no-brainer. You know, a mid-market city, good demographics. He also has family here, so... Well, yeah, the university (laughs) hub, the the, and then he just said a hot market, you know, so... That's Raleigh. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. We say it all the time, Raleigh Magazine's MO is telling stories no one else is telling. And often that means we're announcing something new coming to town. Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem is with me today to talk about a couple of big city amenities rolling into Raleigh. Mm -hmm. Melissa, thanks for being with me. I'm excited to be here, and this is a super exciting topic. So we're getting an urban playground. So think of something like you might typically see in New York, L.A., Chicago. You know, we say all the time we're joining the ranks of these big sister cities, and this is a big deal. This started with Skate Raleigh, which is the brainchild of Steve Mangano and his son, Adrian, who's 16, and two other partners. Basically, they formed Skate Raleigh and started thinking about how to get a skate park here. I think they pretty much looked at the location and then kind of backed into it. We're talking about the property that has been previously referred to as Devereux Meadow Park. It's directly across Peace Street, across from Smoky Hollow. It sits sort of, the borders of it are Capitol Boulevard, Peace Street, Northwest Street, and Wade Avenue. Mm-hmm. It's just an amazing piece of property. It's been used by the city for storage. Most of it is concrete. There's some trees there. And for them to actually develop it into a traditional meadow-style park, they were going to have to really dig up, I guess for lack of a better word, the concrete and everything that's underneath it. Right. That would take years it, to make it And easier. they were already talking about right. it. it was an eight- to ten-year project. Right. So Steve, who I have to say is just this, an amazing person, he just he gets shit done. And I hate 
that. I don't even like that phrase. But he just, <laughs> it's true, if though. he has a good idea, he doesn't sit around or talk about it and wait to see if someone else does it. Steve, His MO is like kind of moving the community forward. Absolutely. And yeah. he is, I mean, he got his city street renamed instead of yep. neighbors talking about they didn't like the name of the street in five points. He got it renamed. You may have heard of Curate a couple of years back, which was an sort of anti-Yelp app that was developed. Oh, yeah. That was him. He's a serial entrepreneur involved in <laughs> hotels and health centers, all kinds of things. So he and his son started talking about this piece of property. And the next thing you know, we've got a park coming. Exactly. So this is a this is um, something that Raleigh really lacks. If you think about where you see and, and the park, to be fair, will have it's not just skateboarding. It's bikes, it's skateboards, it's scooters, it's rollerblades, it's roller skates. But for the sake of argument, when it comes to skateboarding, if you've lived in the city any length of time, you can picture them on Fayetteville Street in front of the, the government buildings, like riding the rails and jumping the steps. And in their defense, you know, there really isn't a great place. Isn't there like one other park in a, on a border of town? There's Apex. Apex. And then isn't was there not one like East Raleigh? Okay. Nope. So there you go. So there really wasn't anywhere for them to go that was an organized structured no. place, you know, in town. And so this is really answering the call for, for something that was really needed. Well, absolutely. And, and almost every shopping center development area has signs that says no skateboarding, no scootering, exactly. no this, no that. And it will. It'll cross anything that's got a wheel. So it's the scooters, the skateboards, like you said, bikes. Each of those will have a separate section at the park. Mm-hmm. They, I love this idea. I was talking to Steve's wife and Adrian's mother about it, and she has been hauling him to Apex for years to the skate park there and having to sit on the ground with a book. Or many of the parks she goes to aren't set up. So this will have a viewing area. Um, They have grand plans. It'll be tastefully done and simple, very much like the one at Huntington Beach. And their hope is that while this is a temporary park until the city figures out what they're going to do long term with the property. But I think secretly they hope, fingers crossed, that if this is successful, that many of the elements of the park will be kept. Yeah, it has a lot of benefits. Like I was trying to think of what they were saying. They were saying, too, that as a sport, it's a low barrier to entry sport. And that you mentioned this a minute ago, that it's not going to be this elaborate park that's not accessible. It really is for all skill levels. And so he was saying that to the point of the simple design, it's not going to be these large ramps and bowls that are intimidating to people. It's a lot of open space where all skill levels can come and like more low grade areas. Um, and like you said, all wheeled sports. And so right. I just think that's important. So you're not pic- picturing like ex- oh, extreme yeah. sports. Or, right. Yeah. You know. You're not expect- uh, picturing something like at the world games or whatever those X games kind of thing. But I guess also not picturing something so simple that people who aren't very good at the sport already won't enjoy it. I oh, mean, I- it really is. Oh, it's going to be fit for everyone. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, you know, it's, they've, so they've, They've signed the licensing agreement with the city. It's going to be called Conlon Family Skate Park. Um, And that's because the wonderful, generous Mike Conlon of Affordable Communities Group, CEO and founder, put up the first hundred thousand. That's amazing. I mean, he and and I asked him, I expected him to have this great story about, you know, his kid or, you know, and he just said, Sig Hutchinson came to me and said, this is something Raleigh and Wake County needs. It'll be good for the community. It brings diversity. It crosses Mm -hmm. all lines of of who will enjoy it. 
male, female, all races, all socioeconomic, and it'll bring people together. And it uses a piece of property that otherwise is going to sit there and be an eyesore. My favorite thing Sig said that day at the photo shoot was he said, I can't wait till I'm driving down Capitol Boulevard and I look over and someone's catching air, either on a bike or a skateboard. (laughs) So, I mean, it really will add this urban, very cool feel to our city. Yeah, and it's obviously something that people, they felt a call for because they've already raised 200000 of the $400,000 goal. And a lot of people echoed the sentiments that you just said, you know, when we interviewed them, definitely pick up the story, but that this will allow, you know, wheeled sports to become normalized and celebrated right. and, and, and near downtown too, which is something that's happening in all other major, major urban areas. You know, that store Endless Grind has been sitting on the corner of Peace and Northwest for I don't know, for as long as I can remember. I mean, I've been buying skateboards and and socks and all kinds of things for my boys from there. But that store is right there on the corner. So, it, I mean, it could not be more perfect. I'll tell you what I've been telling everyone around town, that if I were a restaurateur or a coffee shop person, I would find a space on Northwest Street. Oh, yeah. And open a coffee shop because there are going to be a lot of parents who want somewhere to go right there. Um, Pink Boot may have to start opening earlier. I know, exactly. (laughs) Or serving coffee. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get that to happen. And this isn't a far way off. I mean, we we say this a lot where we feel like we're telling you things that are like, you know, in 2024. Uh, No, they're hoping to start construction in January with a slated opening date of April. So this is something that, you know, is very near, you know, perfect for spring. And they have signed a two-year deal for sure with the idea that it could be extended to a third year. So... Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody's sitting out there and wants their name all over something or wants to be part of this, you know, I'll tell you, this is a great way um, to reach a lot of families and a lot of kids. Yeah, I also think it's just such a feel-good story of, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the if you build it, they will come idea. You know, this was obviously Steve, but his son, you know, Adrian was a huge driver for this and and put a lot into it. And and that's just such, it's so amazing to see a teenager's dreams realized and like putting in the hard work. And well, that's the thing he's going to, for the rest of his life, he's going to be able to say, have a great example of, we looked at something, we saw something and we made it happen. Yeah, that will, that may shape the rest of his life in terms of being a, a, a game changer for a city or for his family or well yeah and actually to that point so we already shared this that so we're taping today um the issue came out today yes but we went live with this story a day early because the word was starting to get out and you know we had the story I broke the rules and I sent the story out early to let <laughs> Steve take a look he shared it and yeah. the next thing you know all this traffic so like we got to put the story out so then we put it up on our Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and it's it, it's just it's amazing to see and you know go check it out it's amazing to see the comments who's commenting the wide diversity of people who are commenting and what they're saying and you know you've got people saying anything from like this is the coolest shit ever to like you know high level executives saying like oh this is such a great thing to bring to our city and it's just it's fun to see it it's reaching such a wide breadth of people A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. 
For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers, and 8 rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixx.com. Well, that's not the only thing that's rolling into town. Nice. And <laughs> nice segue. Um, so we have a new rideshare. Yes. Basically a new Uber or Lyft option. And it's huge. It's huge. I mean, and it's an it's a national company um, that's already launched in Austin and a few other cities, of course. But they chose Raleigh as one of the first few cities they're going to launch it in. Oh yeah, and we we are going to tell them all about it. But <laughs> I think before we tell them all about it, this is one of those times where you have to say how we got the story because it's kind of surreal. Well, I mean, I, I preach this often at the office that how we get our stories often has to do with, you know, our sources, developing sources, and also just asking questions. Long story short, I had to rent a truck. So I had, I was <laughs> taking an Uber early one morning. The driver picks me up and I'm sitting in the back seat and he has a sign, W-R-I-D-Z. Mm-hmm on the seat. And I was like, what is this? And he goes, oh, it's a new, you know, ride share that's launching. And I said, you drive, he goes, I drive for Uber, I drive for Lyft, and now I'm going to drive for rides. But he said this, and I said, what's different? Why? And he proceeded to jump in. And I mean, he sold me quickly on all the reasons it's Mm going to be cheaper, no surges, this, that, and the other, which we'll cover. But it was just, I was, you never know where you'll find a story. I know. It's just funny that you were like in a Uber Lyft, you know, early (laughs) one morning, she texts me and she's like, we got to, we got to look into this. So they had an app, but it didn't have a lot of information Mm -hmm. about Raleigh because it obviously hadn't rolled out here yet. And so, you know, we got connected with uh, rides. And one of the things that's interesting about rides is that it is, for sake of just understanding, it's almost structured like a franchise. That's not what it is. But each right. market has, you know, individual, I guess. Operators. Yeah, operators. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. And so, you know, we got in touch with the managing partners for the Triangle Triad region, which is also important. So this launched today. It is officially in Raleigh today. today. Um, and by the time you listen to this, you know, a week ago, its initial focus will be downtown. But then it'll extend its service throughout town into the Triangle and then as far west as the Triad. So the actual region is the Triangle Triad, but it's starting in downtown Raleigh. Well, and I think what he said to me that morning was, and there, you know, there's always a story happening or you're hearing stories about 
rideshare issues, but he said their claim is they'll have the best and safest drivers, mm-hmm. and they're going to do drug testing on a regular basis, alcohol mm-hmm. testing, and there's no surge rates, and the money goes directly to the drivers. Yeah. So Which is fascinating because my first question was then how does rides make its money? Yeah, exactly. So a couple of things like they're really intentionally flipping the ride share model on its head and they want their tagline is, quote, the evolution of ride share. They want to disrupt the Uber and Lyft dominated market. They want to answer, I guess, the call or like the disdain for what's mounting dissatisfaction for what's going on with driver treatment and how transactional Uber and Lyft have become. All those things you just said are answering that, right? Like, no, surge, 10% lower fares across the board, you know, the best and safest drivers. And, you know, like, I don't know if you mentioned this, but the in-person drug screening, all these things. Uh, but how? How are they doing that, right? Like, is this, like, too good to be true is what we were thinking when we heard it all. Um, so when in talking to their managing partners for the region, they explain that basically – The way that rides works is that the drivers have like a low monthly subscription fee, sort of like a buy-in, and that gives them access to the app. In exchange for that, they pocket 100% of their fares, booking fees, and tips, whereas Uber and Lyft consistently take half or more of the passenger payment. And, you know, before you roll your eyes and think, oh, okay, so they have to spend money to make money, you know, Really, like, in talking to them, it makes perfect sense. Like, the subscription fee is low, and they said that they probably – it gives them license to – build a book of business to like make this an actual living and not just be a, a, you know. Right. Well, you've thought about it. I mean, how many times have you been in a city and you've had a bad driver, but then you happen upon one that's really good, who's helpful, who's chatty, who suggests place to go, who's, and you think, wow, I'd like to use that driver for the rest of my trip. Yeah. Theoretically, if this model goes the way they're planning, it'll work that way. Yeah, one of the things that they are going to roll out, which I think is super exciting, is the ability to rebook a a driver that you've had or for a driver to make themselves available to rebook passengers. And I mean, I think really just putting yourself in the situation like we went to Dreamville. Well, you weren't part of that, but we, some of the Raleigh Magazine staff went to Dreamville on a press pass this year. And um, I'm just going to say it's a shit show getting out of there. We did a story on it. Like, literally, Gina is calling me and Lauren, like, trying to figure out if she can pick us up on the side of the road. Well, knowing that going into it, we Uber in, and we have a a very pleasant, safe, polite Uber driver who gives us his business card and says, I'll charge you a flat rate because, you know, the surge was going to be crazy. I'll charge you a flat rate. I'll get you guys out of here safely. We can re- arrange in advance a pickup location. All you got to do is text me, which, side note, not that easy at Dreamville to text or anyone or post or anything. But that's They're different. They're working on all that. Yeah, different story. But at first, it's like, hell yeah. And then no sooner do you think like, you know, and luckily, you know, just imagine if you've even had anything to drink and you don't think these things through. But like, yeah, okay, like this is their representative and they're safe, but what if they're not the nice guy right. they're you, pretending to be? You just don't be. know what you're getting into. So it, yeah. there's a little worry about just calling, you know. Yeah, like it's not safe. You're no longer insured. You're no longer on the app, whatever. Well, Rides, hence, is flipping that on its head, and they're allowing you to do that within the app. So they're guaranteeing you that safety. Beyond that, they have this, uh, what the managing partner called the coolest and most practical, unique feature we have is this calling card feature, which we actually put on our Instagram. It basically just is like your whole iPhone screen or whatever smartphone you have becomes like two big numbers. 
and it kind of makes me think of like the meat counter, like old school meat <laughs> right. counter. You've got your number or DMV where you're in line yes. with your number. Yes. Yeah. So that it makes it really easy for ID. So, you know, picture being at a concert or just right. somewhere jam packed like that. But I think, you know, obviously for our listeners, What's in it for the passenger is the story here. But I also just really appreciate the business angle of this and what's in it for the drivers and how this can be something where they have their own business, essentially, and they can build that book of business. Well, like everything else, COVID took a toll on the rideshare business. And and I have been many places recently. You and I waited 30, 40 minutes downtown trying to get in. Now we live further out. And nobody wants that drive, right. probably. <laughs> but but there's just a shortage of drivers. And so it's nice to have other options. Yeah, for sure. And we you definitely mentioned, need it. Oh, actually, I have to say this. This was really cool. So when I was talking to them, I, had, I hadn't I had seen this, but they were on Colbert already. Mm-hmm. Rides with, so you mentioned that they launched in Austin. That's what made me think of this. And so since then, they're starting to roll out. They have a few Texas markets. And then I think they're launching if they haven't already in like Cincinnati and stuff, but they were on Colbert Mm -hmm. and they were on Colbert because uh, they were praising them for their driver pay and that model, but then ribbing them for their trippy name. Apparently a lot of people think it's rids. How do you not look at that and go rides? Now I will say when I saw it in the back of the Uber, I was like, W R I D Z. I said, what is this? And he goes rides. And so once you see it, yeah, I mean, but, but still, so for, fun fact, it's a play on the owner's name. The actual CEO oh, really? owner's name is Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. So it's a play on that. And then we were joking that it sort of like had these 90s vibes. It totally does, you know, so. I just figured that. But the, it's a ride share. Well, of course it's rides. But I would have thought it would be R-I-D-Z. I just thought that's well, probably already so, taken. Yeah, hence that, the, yeah. That's already taken, I'm sure. But yeah, Colbert had a lot of fun with it. So on our web version, we have a link to that if people want to watch it. Yeah, but. so we'll, we will tell you the quick list in case you are traveling. If you're in Cincinnati or Chicago, uh, Phoenix, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Columbus, Jacksonville, those are some markets that they are coming into. And they're currently in San Antonio, Corpus Christi, Lubbock. Yeah, Ooh, if you're traveling there and Austin, Austin, yeah, and Austin was their birthplace, yeah. and only um, I want to say end of last year. So this is really exploding pretty quickly. I hope so, it. I hope it works. Oh yeah, they. I mean, they're definitely like sweeping the nation. But Raleigh is considered an early adopter, yeah. and it's not shocking why. No, of course not. Well, and I we posted it this morning, and so many people immediately downloaded the app. They were like, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I asked them why Raleigh. And, you know, you said. (laughs) Why not? You said, well, it's the same reason everything else is happening here. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, he said it's a no-brainer. You know, a mid-market city, good demographics. He also has family here. Well, yeah. University (laughs) hub. And then he just said a hot market, you know. So that's Raleigh. And if that's not cool enough. And I admittedly don't know a lot about this, but I think it's very cool. We got tipped off to a story. Um, somebody asked me if I'd ever played Benho. And I was like, what? And I had no idea what it was. But basically, it's a small-scale tabletop soccer game that you play with your fingers. Yeah, you flick a marble-sized ball. Yeah. Like, like you're playing soccer. Yeah. You know, you, you just flick off. It has a... <laughs> You just love saying that. I didn't know what you called the story. <laughs> yeah. But it but it 
it's serious. I mean, there are a lot of the bars around town. There's even been a tournament here in town. Yes, yes, that's true. So it's so it is like something that happens at Monday nights. It's picked up steam. It happens at Monday nights at My Way Tavern. But also, this is a sport. It's a board game, but it's a sport that's garnering global attention. And so um, it's, you know, taking place across the country, L.A., Phoenix. And so in Raleigh last January, Bean hoers from all over the U.S. were hosted in a tournament at the Derby. Like this, and it was structured World Cup style. So this is cool. Like that's why we want to talk about this today yes. because obviously there's a lot of excitement about World Cup right now. So if you just can't get enough, like go to My Way Tavern and like get your bean hoe on. But um, but it was like structured that way where it was the best of three games advancing in a bracket to the next round. Now there's talks of another mini tournament in the works because there's a Raleigh Bean Hoe League. Yes. So and that's kind of what you were you were tipped off to. Caroline Garrett is one of the founders alongside. Steven side Mm -hmm. the way I understand it they just were like quietly playing they were interested and it Mm -hmm. just grew this kind of like natural organic support of followers that turned into this thing well shout out to Tom Simon who messaged me one night and he goes have you ever heard of this and I was like no he goes you have to do a story on this he goes I just came from the Davy and it is people are obsessed with it there's so many people here playing and I was like who knew? Yeah, because, yeah, okay, so Garrett was playing with her friends, and I believe it my way. But anyway, they collected a group of lo- locals and started this Monday night thing. Yeah. But separately, the Davy, the Bridge, the Winchester Pub and Bottle Shop, these are places that have been boards. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's what Tom was talking about. But it's crazy. It was founded in 2018. So it's, I mean, relatively speaking, picked up steam pretty quickly. And it's just this little mini soccer setup, like... Who knew? That Who it knew? Would, yeah. Like, but I mean, I, I think one of the things she said that really interested me and got my attention was it's something to do at the bar other than drinking. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously people may or may not be having drinks while they play because it's, they said it's a drinking type of bar game. But I think just, you know, I think that we've talked a lot about places like adding games. Oh, board games know. are everywhere these yeah. days. And then also whether it's cornhole or whatever right. else. So I think it's just like people wanting to be entertained with something other than television when they're uh, at bars. Oh, you for know. sure. For or sure. But it's very cool. Friends. So <laughs> check it out. The story's in the magazine. So as we said early, a lot's rolling into Raleigh. I love it. I love that you're on the puns with me. I am. <laughs> This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.